sometimes it's a company you work for, they're like, oh, our revenue projections, our revenue, revenue is a lie. What you need is free cash flow. And I sent a video to the guy where the guy, the guy at the end was saying cash flow, free cash flow, because that is what's important. But they don't say that. I had to find that out myself. But I am willing to share because I know that when I give one, I get 10 back. That religion or philanthropy is just a, a business maxim. And what we do is we use business and financial concepts because I have an MBA, Master's of Business Administration, an MBS, Master's of Science in Business. Had clients that worth $50 million. I was talking about a client today, to Jim, who will be in part two of the playoffs. He only works two, he's about 55 years old, five years older than I am. Only works two months out of the year to keep his mind sharp. And he owns an island off of Sarasota, Florida. And uh, Shad knows this place uh, real good, that, uh, that hill over there by um, uh, Pacific Beach in La Jolla, the house on top of the hill, that's his house. <laughs> so he lives there. Uh, yeah, he lives oh, there. They, I, think, I think you're talking about here. you're talking about Kate Sessions Park in Sussex, Sussex Cliffs and stuff like that up there by Pacific Beach in La Jolla. Mm. It's called some, some sort of hill, man. Um, and he lives there ten months out of the year. Two months out of the year, he lives off his island, off Sarasota, Florida, off Inglewood, Florida, right where they thought that guy who killed that girl went to. <laughs> Like, no, this is my island. Uh, that's who you get financial advice from, right? Uh, that's who I get financial advice from because he knows what he's doing. Other than that, I wouldn't get financial advice from somebody who does that. So what we do is we use business and financial concepts to bet on football games because it's the same thing. I mean, the sports betting market, it's going to end up being a $1 trillion market with a T. Where else all that money? Can't just all go to Steve Wynn. <laughs> they have to cut us in somehow. So what we do is we use the same way you pick a stock. And I'm a stock picker for a guy. Hey, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. It used to be $50 million, It's now $85 I manage $85 million. But some guy who manages... $850 million, 10 times more than me. Other guys manage $8 billion, which is 100 times more than I, I manage. Well, one of those guys asked me to pick stocks because he knows me. Actually, I met him at the gym 10 years ago. <laughs> right? And I picked stocks for him and his portfolio. He gives me a cut. So I know how to pick stocks. He trusts me to pick stocks. He gives me a cut. Before I had my, that license, I picked stocks for it. You know what he did? He gave me a $20 Starbucks gift card. I had made him like $100 million in his clients because I didn't have the license. So I got a Series 7 license. I have the book around here. So if I get raided by FINRA or the SEC because I'm poor middle class and they're like, how the hell? What's going on? But the same process I used to pick stocks, it's the same process I used to pick football games and college basketball games, right? To the much of the chagrin, the chat, to bet the whole board, the Missouri Valley Conference. 
Oh, well, that's a subject for another day. <laughs> I only had eight college so, basketball players. Uh, only eight. Not that. Not an actual Short term, man. Salesmen <laughs> think short term. Businessmen and women think long term. We're talking about long term, sustainable, scalable strategy. But that's that's for after the Super Bowl. We'll get into that. But right, you have to have a purpose, a specific purpose, specificity in an outcome. So the outcome is 35 straight weeks of profit, right? Doing that because it's a business, scalable and uh, uh, repeatable. So we're 30 years in the podcast. If you take the average, the aggregate of three years, we're at 63%. Uh, this year, we're at 60%, uh, better known as uh 59.71 <laughs> right jason who's done a great job with the spreadsheets done an awesome job uh we call that 60 percent because we got some plus money money line bets in there that pushes the money past that 60 percent threshold conservatively maybe 62 63 percent uh but we're happy with our bankroll it's been a crazy year we should be like those other podcasts at 20%. We gave up and quit, but no, we made it to the playoffs. All right. So we're in the playoffs. Playoffs is completely different. Like the teams, we really start at 0 0. Uh, so this is going to be part one of a two part series. This part, we're going to prognosticate the games and tell you because remember, it's a three part process. Games you bet right away. So there's some games that I saw it. I better right away because I've seen this movie before. I've seen all the because remember, you're competing against the casino, you're competing against the sports books, you're competing against other betters, right? And you're competing against yourself if you heard the hospitals. And you're competing against Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, as far as taxes, right? I urge, I urge. We don't talk about politics here, but we're one single issue podcast when it comes to politics. That gambling earnings on sports betting should be treated the same way or better than horse track, where you deduct your losses from your winnings, and your winnings should only be taxed at 10, maybe 15% max. We got to get Scott to lobby for that in Massachusetts. And- We'll do our part here in California to lobby for that. So another business maxim that Joe Judge, right? We, you know, we did the Hawthorne effect, so we're not like Joe Judge. He goes into the, the meeting with the mayors, and he's like, oh, I'm here uh, so I can tell you why I should be general manager. No, you're here because you're fired, right? Uh, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. He had Freddie Kitchens in his room. Here we got Scott, who he was just, you know, sharing with me uh, the the good money he made this year. And uh, I'll quantify that, right? Can you guys see that? The average American. Yes, that's me. Yes. All right. So that's Scott. So hypothetically, right, I encourage uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to now – Arias, I just exit the podcast. 
this point, but the average American is $66,000. So if, if, a big if, right? If Scott made $15,000 or $20,000 betting on sports and fantasy, right? He's made almost half of what the average American makes. Sports betting, but he had a little bit more fun laughing, having a good time watching the games. There's some value equation, right? So if Josh made 100 grand just on NFL, he made twice as much as the average American sports betting, right? So really, that kind of boils it up a specific purpose and a specific outcome that's repeatable and scalable, right? So that's what we're here for. What are you here for? That's what we're here for. The wise. That is wise. So you got to check all the marks in business, right? Check all the boxes. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So we got some people here who are smarter, tougher, and diverse. We got Scott from the Northeast, my age. And then you have uh, Chad, who's younger than we us, and gives us some fresh ideas, some things we don't think about. Plus, he's worked out with Josh Allen, right? He knows Josh Allen. Josh Allen wouldn't big time him. He'll be like, hey, Chad, what's going on? He'll talk to him. He knows Joe Burrow, right? He knows these guys. He's worked out with them, right? Uh, we're watching. Chad is playing. He's reporting March 1st to the Las Vegas Knights of the Arena Football League. After being a star in college, running to the goal line every time he was on the kickoff team, he's sprinting towards the goal line, right? Not like a days ago. And then we got uh, Scott. So we'll go shot Scott and Chad before we get into these playoff games. So Elizabeth and Bernie, come back now to the podcast. We're all done with the average <laughs> um, You know, this is this is playoff time, you know, 18 weeks of profit, you know, go, and profit going back to last year. So here we are, playoff time gets much, much tougher. Um, small amount of games. Right. Each team is pretty good in their own right. So um, so I'm looking forward to, to hitting it big this week. And, uh, and make it some more money for everybody, and myself was included. So, exactly, we bet on um, because the difference between us and Terry Bradshaw, Aaron Andrews, we could have have a connection, Aaron Andrews, but we'll get on our podcast one day. Uh, is that she and, and they get paid regardless of who wins? We only get paid when we win. Otherwise, we don't get paid, and we have problems with our relationships with wives, everybody, because we're not doing the highest and best use of our time, right? So uh, winning, we have no choice. Plus, this is the richest country in the world, the history of the world. That's why it's $130 trillion market, U.S., for comparison, Russia is 1.5 trillion. China, 5 trillion. So as big as China is, and China's number two, supposedly, they're 5 trillion, we're 130 trillion. Sports betting is 1 trillion. Uh, easily fancy could be 500 million, right? So even the crumbs we can do well with, right? The commoners as we are. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts on all this? 
Yeah, I mean, smaller board this week. We're definitely able to put more time and a thought into each game and each pick. Um, you know, we've been been kind of preparing all year for this. I'm definitely going to up my units uh, a little bit this week, probably add another 25 to 30% of what I've been betting all year. Um, increase my unit going into these because I, I, I'm i feeling good about these picks. And, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, we've, I'm, I'm able to spend way more time on each game, I'm able to get more information from both of you, from Jim. Um, we've got more notes than we've had on any other game. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. And uh, we're definitely putting the time and work in. And, I mean, I, I've always noticed the more time and effort I put in to my picks, uh, it's a direct correlation to, to having a higher winning percentage. So I'm ready to go. Nice. Nice. Uh, first game we're going to look at. The game I already bet, right? So you're looking at three times, right? Because time is the only asset you can't get back. Right? And, and right away, we're going to start. When, you, when I say I've seen this movie before, it's always a, you know, a basis. And I remember my dad's a minister. I'm not as religious as my dad or my family. But, you know, I spent a lot of time in church as a kid. And, and like... In the Bible, in the beginning, they say so-and-so begets so-and-so. It's really boring. You know, so-and-so begets blah, 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 blah. But then we're talking the lineage, right? What forms opinion to predict outcomes, right? So they didn't say that in church, but it's what it is. So you look at Mike Homer, you're like, what are you talking about Mike Homer? He's not coaching in this game. Oh, yes, he is. The guy who designed the offense with, the, the Cincinnati Bengal and the Raiders offense is our good friend and neighbor in Tampa, uh, my wife's family, my, my dad getting him out of there, getting him to Washington, D.C. My brother's still around there. John Gruden, who drew place with me with Jim Mar Markham from the Arena League, where Chad's going to play, Tim Markham's. We used to clean his house. I ended up being his designated driver we go out drinking with John Gruden in his office in Channel Side, where he used to bring in Chip Kelly and all these offices. Guys, just spent a week breaking down film. You got John Gruden, the mastermind of the flavor of the West Coast offense that Olsen is running. Right, you can't just switch everything midstream when he got fired for non-football reasons. He's suing, right? And he beget John McVay, Shanahan. We're both in the playoffs that we'll talk about uh, later. So, Zach Taylor is running that offense. Now, pop quiz. Uh, Scott, when Zach Taylor was the quarterback at the University of Nebraska, who was his head coach? Uh, not Tom Osborne. It was, uh, was, was it Scott Frost? Bill Callahan. Oh, Bill Callahan. All right. Yeah. Easy, easy offensive coordinator for your Cleveland Clowns. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that shows you how incestuous this all is. That is all to say Raiders plus six under 50, uh, complimentary football. The Raiders are at a disadvantage, right? Because they uh, just played Sunday night. They played an overtime game. Uh, so you have to keep the defense and Mad Max fresh, right? You got to keep them fresh. 
Um, so this, the score's going to be under. Burrow, this is his first, really his first season back, right, from the injury. Yes. If you haven't known this more about this, because he was actually, he saw the man, worked out with him. Uh, Gus Bradley has the advantage. This whole year, veteran defensive coordinators have had an advantage on young quarterbacks. So is Zach Taylor, from his conservative background, going to take a lot of chances Burrow first playoff games? Now, I have a friend of mine who's worked at five front offices. One of the front offices he worked with was the Cincinnati Bengals front office. So, do the Bengals want to play? Uh, and, and in addition to that, I would encourage in the athletic to read in between the lines the interview with Marvin Lewis where, you know, people confess in weird ways. If you talk to somebody for 30 minutes, they'll confess to you their whole life story. So he kind of confessed in that article, if you read it, saying, oh, well, they blame uh, Brown for in the playoffs. It's unfair, right? What are they blaming? They're saying that the seven losses in the playoffs was because he does not want to pay travel costs. And this is not the first owner that's been accused of this. Do the Bengals want to play travel costs? Or are they controlling things by giving Sag Taylor uh, 15 jobs, right? Because you look at corporate governance. From a corporate governance standpoint, when you look at Zach Taylor, who's the offensive coordinator, head coach, quarterback coach, head of scouting, and 11 other jobs, versus Gus Bradley, who just has to focus on defense, right? And then I'll close with this and let you guys, let me know what you think. Played this for you earlier about how much game, how much money people are making. So Gus Bradley just has to focus on defense. And let's, let's learn from uh, Mike Griffins. He's from uh, Southern Football Down South. He covers the, them Georgia Bulldogs as those Dugs hunt in and cover for us on the money line and the under. The 4 2 5 defense they all play. We'll get into that on uh, Friday. Go ahead, Mr. Griffiths. My wife's from the Griffiths family. In terms of how that's reset in the so twenty to twenty-five million dollar win for Kirby Smart. So how much money is this win for Gus Bradley? Well, Scott and then Chad, what are your thoughts on that game? So I was just flipping through as we were talking. Uh, Jim Coventry sent us behind the scenes just sent a bunch of notes to, to us. So uh, I was reading through. He seems to think that the Raiders are going to have a problem running the ball against Cincinnati. He thinks that uh, Cincinnati's uh, he, it's a top seven defensive unit against the run, um, which I did not take into account, which means the game is going to fall on Derek Carr's shoulders. Um Cincinnati struggled to put up 32 because Burrow only threw for 148 yards in that game. And um, Chase only caught three passes for 32 yards. So he's, it, it looked like he was saying it was more of a Boyd and Higgins type of game. 
Cincinnati's got explosive firepower across the board. Mixon's coming back from COVID. And I think we were the first on this podcast to say that guys come back from COVID struggle in their first game. I know he's had full week of practice. I know that stuff like that. But if you look at Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, those guys struggled in their first game back. Aaron Rodgers said he was he was very tired after the game um, when he came back from COVID. So uh, I don't know how Mixon's going to react to this coming back from COVID. Um, I think the game is going to go slightly under. I, <laughs> I think the game is going to go slightly under. Um, I don't think the Raiders are going to have enough firepower to um, – you know, defensively, they'll be able to stop Burrow to an extent. They'll get pressure on Burrow. Um, how he handles that pressure, I don't know. Nobody knows. It's his first playoff game. Uh, I read a stat today. Guys are four and eight against the spread in their first playoff game. So, having said that, I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, I'm going to say they're going to keep it close, uh, be emotional off that win. Although, remember, they are coming through three time zones to play an uh, uh, earlier game on Saturday. So their travel, their practice schedule is going to be interrupted. They're going to have to travel a day earlier than normal. Um, but I still think that they can hang in with the, with the Bengals um, and keep it close. Uh, so I'll take the Raiders uh, plus the points, and I'll take the under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, I think both teams defensively – um, you know, I think the Raiders defensively will be ready to go. Um, and, you know, I agree with Jim, you know, with the Bengals front seven. Um, you know, so I, I definitely think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, come in more around 40, 43 to 45. Um, so I love the under here. And I, I just think, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to be able to do do just enough here to, to keep this. I think this is going to be a field goal game. Um, I'm down to the wire. I, I think the Raiders uh, could win this game outright, possibly. I don't think it's out of the question at all. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it's a 50-50 coin flip on who wins the game. So, you got I got to go with the Raiders with the six points here because I, I, I think they could possibly win this one. So, yeah, Raiders with the points plus six and the under. I, I'm in total agreeance. I like those a lot. Right. Now, one of the mistakes I made, during the season was not doing enough research. And so now I'm making up for it, right? So we see the Mike Holman trade, right? Mr. John David Gruden. So you start researching Gus Bradley. And you look at the 2006 Tampa Bay coaching staff. Very interesting staff, which we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> look at the cast of characters in here. We got Joe Barry. The defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers. Look who's your special teams coach, right? Rich Basaccia, right? He's the head coach of your Raiders. Defensive coordinator, Monty Kiffin, right? Jethro Franklin, one of the best defensive line coaches out there. Jimmy Lake, uh, Chad Nolan. Yeah. Your guy, Jimmy Lake. Who was the defense? Who's a who was the right head coach of Washington when your brother plays, right? So yep. 
Yeah, so we were one, one, one degree away from Jimmy Lake, right? Chad's brother, Jimmy Lake. Uh, where's Gus Bradley? Oh, Casey Bradley. He, Casey Bradley was his name back then. I don't know where it changed from Gus to Casey. He was defensive control coach. Casey Bradley was really Gus Bradley. <laughs> All right? It's the same movie we've seen over and over again. The same team, same schemes against each other. All right? That's where we're able to get 35 straight weeks of profit and do a lot better in playoff games because it's not, it's not as easy as the Rainbow season. It's not as Oh, the Giants offensive coordinator is, is Freddie Kitchens, the guy who you went 16-0 betting against him when he was head coach at Cleveland. Oh, it's not. You got to do your research on this. We're in the heavy hitters. So consensus is, are you guys buying the half a point or leaving it at 5.5? I'll buy the half a point. I bought it to six, too. All right. Yep. So the consensus is six. Right. So Jason did a great job for us. The consensus is plus six under 49. Next game that evening, we'll go to our New England Patriots expert. It's New England at Buffalo. I uh, sent you guys the article with Kim Pagula, the golden game wife of Pagula, is throwing in $750 million for a new stadium. The hardworking blue collar people of uh, upstate New York are being asked to pay $750 million themselves for a total of $1.5 billion. Uh, I'll ask you, that, well, I'll ask you what your thoughts on the game, Scott, and I'll give you another pop quiz. The profit from $750 million that the people are throwing in with tax dollars that they're forced to pay, football and non-football, who gets the profit from that? Yeah. You know, thoughts on your game? Pagulas get the profit on that, I think. Kim Pagula, that would be. Yeah, Pagula. <laughs> Daddy Pagula is on his last leg. He's old. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just read you basically the first paragraph of what Jim wrote, and then we can go. We can go from there. It says, okay. Wednesday, Wednesday morning forecast calls for minus one degree with six mile per hour winds, which would be negative thirteen wind chill. This will be uncomfortable. Ball will get harder than usual, which could impact the consistent passing attack, although it's not a deal breaker. The Patriots will likely want to play ball control and drain the play clock. Last thing is, note, Steph Diggs has complained that Josh Allen often throws the ball too hard in a game when the ball is a rock. That could be worse for the receivers. So, having said that, Jim thinks this may be more of a running game which in that weather, I completely agree. That works to the Patriots' advantage, I think, for sure, because they've done it, They've been doing it all year long. He also thinks that Josh Allen will run more than he has run in the past this year. The game is definitely going under. I can't see the game going over. I, I can almost see a repeat final score as it was the first time in Buffalo, which was, I believe, 13 to 10 or 13 to 7 or something like that. Right. So this game is definitely going under. It is not going to get anywhere near the, the 44 or something. I think it's it's at right now. 
I will take I will take Buffalo at home to squeak out or just barely over the spread. I think Buffalo is going to be able to do enough. Josh Allen is going to be able to do enough on the ground with his feet to get those three key first downs that you need as a quarterback. And again, right. as we've talked about percent again. Yep. And as as I've also said, quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs are four and eight against the spread. So with right. all that factoring in and Buffalo being home and the crowd being in a complete frenzy for a sad Saturday night playoff game, I will take Buffalo squeaking by the point spread, and I'm definitely taking the under. That's that's a lock for me. The under is almost a lock for me. It's going to be cold. I agree with Jim. The ball's going to be hot as a rock. If Josh Allen's throwing rockets to his receivers, they're not going to want to – they're going to make those business decisions that we've talked about and let a couple of balls drop in key situations. So um, so that's where I'm going with this. It's going to be close to the spread, but I, I think Buffalo's going to just squeak it over. So that's my thoughts. What do you think? Man, I, uh, you know, I, I love the under here too. I think it's going to be very, very reminiscent of that snow blizzard game that we saw style wise. Um, I think we see a lot of running. Uh, is this, is there going to be, there's, you said there's going to be how much wind? Six miles per hour, Jim said, as of Wednesday okay. morning. So that could change. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty, be, yeah, that's not going to be a factor at six. No, that's, that, that won't be a factor. But, yeah, I mean, just the, this cold weather environment um, and just both teams have really good defenses. Um, I, I This is the under. I, I love the under here. On the side, um, you know, I, I'm not – I don't have a pick yet. Um, I don't have a pick to give on the side yet. I, I'm, I'm leaning – Right now, before the podcast, I was leading the Patriots plus four. Um, I think Scott's making some good points here. Definitely, I'm going to reevaluate and um, kind of listen to what Jim has to say. I probably won't make that pick till Friday on the side here. Um, you know, it's just tough. to Right now, it's just tough for me to fade Belichick getting four points. Um, you know, it's over that key number. I could easily see the Bills, like, winning by three in a low-scoring game at the end. Uh, you know, so may, maybe this might be I, – I might be looking at maybe Bill's money line, Patriots plus four, and middle it. Um, right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just – yeah, I'm going to – I'm going to take some more time um, on the, on this pick. I uh, just just haven't haven't been able to come to a side yet. But the under looks really good. I like this under a lot. I think this one will stay under 40 probably. Josh, right. are, you doing a, are you doing a Saturday live stream? Yeah. All right, so I might – I'm going to do a little bit more research, but I might change my pick. But right now, I'm going to stay Buffalo in the under. So, right. but I might change it. Yeah, I, I, I'm Buffalo in the under. Uh, I'm going to wait to that Saturday live stream because I think people are foolishly going to pick the overs. Cause what, that's what they do. They get to the casino, it's cold. They're not even supposed to go up because of Omicron. Um, but people are going to go anyways. It's going to be full, and they're going to get a white Russian. That's what I, what I would have. I get to the casino, I would get a white Russian, right? Uh, relax a little bit because I already have a bet with a proxy somewhere. So I'm doing Aren't a double bet. And, and with liquored up, right? Liquored up, people are going to 
um, are going to bet the overs. So I like it to get like an over, right? Or I'm going to bet it now, right? Under 46. Uh, because, you know, ESPN, all those people listening to me right now, they're going to be listening on Friday. They're going to be formulating their opinions and trying to manipulate people on the weather, right? They're going to say, oh, the weather, da, da, da. so people might go crazy in the under and make it, make it too low. It might be 29, right? So that's something you want to look at and then make a decision. Uh, but right now, I like uh, plus four, bell sheet, because I think it's a 13-10 game. Uh, one thing to look at, details matter, right? So in the Raiders game, the Raiders are horrible at details. I think they have uh, high awareness because this is the playoffs, and they're going to be a new regime. So uh, uh, since it's a new regime going in, players are going to be at their best behavior as far as attention. And don't forget, the one point we're missing here is Belichick did not want to play Buffalo. He was thinking he was playing Cincinnati. And then all this crazy stuff happened in the, you know, with the Chargers Raiders game Sunday night. So, so I don't, I think he wanted, he wanted it to lose the game on Sunday, get Cincinnati because he thought Cincinnati was going to be the three seed. He thought Indy was going to beat Jacksonville. So he was trying to avoid Buffalo and he got Buffalo. So that's another thing well, too. Listen to the podcast. Those yeah. you should have listened to the podcast. Yeah. Tony Carson is not going to be himself. Yep. It's going to be hot, and the, the Colts don't have any backups. Right. Right. Come back on. Right. But that. But that was all into his thinking for that Miami game. Let's lose the game. Indy's going to beat Jacksonville. They're going to be. They'll. They'll elevate to the five seed. Cincinnati will be the three seed, and. We'll play Cincinnati in the first round, and we'll beat them because they haven't been in this spot before. But now yeah. he gets Buffalo, and that's something. But yeah, they and fell from the five seed to the six seed with that. Yeah. yeah, and Buffalo won, and they went up to the three seed. So now it just, you know, so now that's another. Yeah, thing. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see where this line goes to. Um, if people are looking to look at the Patriots and Belichick with the points and, and just take them, you know, because I mean, yeah. if I if we can get under that key number three. I mean, if I well, get the, the, the thing about Belichick was that he was laughing at him after they won the other game. So, I mean, he, he might have had that strategy because they thought that he might have been the best for him. But I don't think he's really concerned about the Bills. The Bills are going to sit there in zone. And Josh McDaniels is going to come up with zone beaters that he hasn't used all season. The Mac Jones has practiced all season. Make him feel comfortable. Mac Jones won a national title. So he knows how to play in big games. He's not going to be uh, challenged by the moment. And these are zone beaters. It, it's not a mystery what McDermott's going to do. He's going to sit there in Andy Reid's zone and wait for Mac Jones to make a mistake. He's not going to make a mistake. Right? He's not going to be allowed to make a mistake. But he is going to have some zone beaters. One of these guys, the Kobe Myers, one of these guys that, that played that we saw that Alabama's guy was slow. But if it was Jared Judy, he was gone. So if Jacoby Myers can split that zone, you're going to run behind Isaiah Wynn from St. Petersburg, Florida, Lakewood High, up there, my boys. 
right behind him, uh, Belichick wins this game 16-13 or loses 13-10. Regardless, we don't care who wins. We care who covers the spread, and it's going to be way under. Right? Any last thoughts before we move on to those Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'm all good. I'm all good, too. All right. Tampa Bay uh, against Philadelphia. I think this is a a huge uh, coaching mismatch, right? Huge coaching mismatch. Uh, so, Gianni, I like him. I think he's going to be a really good coach as, as we move along here. Uh, maybe Not as good as coaches we want right now. First time defensive coordinator going against Tom Brady. Uh, let me see in Tampa. The weather's actually been good in Tampa lately. So the Tampa weather. Uh, on Sunday, it's going to be raining. 54 degrees for the low. Uh, the game's going to be at... Uh, it's going to be the early game. So it's going to be like 1 o'clock. So it's going to be lovely 74, 75 uh, humidity. So Tampa Bay, second half line. I'm going to bet that. Uh, I'm going to ask Jim on Friday how he looks at the schemes. And does it favor Scotty Miller, right? Scotty Miller caught one pass for nine yards. His over-under was like eight yards, so we won Scotty Miller. So Scotty Miller is going to be my player prop. Uh, I like Tampa Bay. I like this game to go over, especially with those conditions in the second half. Jalen Hurts, who's a better quarterback, Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady? <laughs> so Jalen Hurts is going to have to run all day. We're going to have to try to run on Todd Bowles. He knows this. This looks like first game of the day blowout. So, to set everybody up, they're going to give them some money in the beginning of this, like a good pool hustler, and give you Tampa Bay minus eight over 46. What do you think, Scott and Chad? So, I did did a little bit of research on this game, and I came up with this. So, the Buccaneers are 6-1 against the spread in their last seven as home favorites. Right. They're nine and eight overall against the spread. They've scored 28 points in seven of their last eight games. So they're good for basically 30 points every game. Right. But that's regular season football. This is going to be right. Regular season football. Now, they beat Philly their first game, but they only beat them by six. And I think Philly scored a late touchdown to to get that back to six. Hertz had two touchdowns on the ground the first game. So reading Jim's notes, before we started, they seem to tend to have a problem against mobile quarterbacks. So that that works in the Hurts' favor. But I think Tampa Bay is going to do what Tampa Bay does, which is throw the ball to Gronk, throw the ball to Evans, throw the ball to whoever is available. Fournette is probably going to be back for this game. That gives them another offensive weapon to, to use. And Gio Bernard is a very good pass blocking running back. 
So they have a lot of weapons, at more weapons than they've had in a few weeks at their disposal. Nice. I love Brady in the spot. I'm taking Tampa at home. I'm taking them to win by at least 10 points. And I'm I'm taking the under on this. I think it's it's gonna just go under the under. So I'm gonna take Tampa Bay at home. I think they're gonna be able to stop the Philly running game. Um, they're a very good run run defensive unit. Um, so I don't think Philadelphia is gonna have a lot of success running the ball. I think Hertz is gonna have to throw. He's gonna have to make a couple throws in key situations uh, in the second quarter, early third, to try to stay in the game. I don't think he's gonna be able to do it. So I like Tampa. And I like the under in this game. Yeah. So we have a tie. So you guys want to do a ties. Jack can break the tie, or we can discuss the ties with Jim on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I, I can break it now, but I think we should definitely – I mean, I'll have my picks, but we should definitely go back and attack it again, I think, because I think those ones we split on are, are the – you know, those are the ones that it always the comes down to the – that we got to hash it out. But, I mean, here – I mean, I – I'm with you guys on Brady. You got to take Brady at home, man. Like betting against Brady at home in this spot is dumb. Um, don't do it. Right. That number as a home favorite, they're you know take 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 Tampa Bay here. The total here, though, I I am looking at this one to get slightly over. Uh, it's at 46. I think they can get to seven touchdowns. This one can get to 49. Uh, they played in the regular season game. It was 28 to 22. That game got to 50. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking something very uh, along those same similar lines, but maybe like a 31, uh, 31 to 17 type game here. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think, I think like 34 to 10 or 41, 10. Yeah. I'm taking the top goals against a rookie quarterback is a recipe for disaster for Philadelphia and Satriani. Yeah. This is the first. I mean, I, I, I just think that you no, know, the Eagles head coach is an offensive guy. He's got to have some stuff in the bag here, some type of stuff with Jalen Hurts. I think they'll be able to get to 14 17. Um, they should be able to score something. You know, Jalen Hurts, it's a playoff game. He's a, he, you know, he's a competitor. Um, you know, I like him to take off, you know, lay, lay out his body on the line. He's got a whole offseason to recover from any big hits. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I like him to run around a little bit, throw his body around, and, and get this thing to pop over. I think 46 is a little low. I think it should be more, you know, 48 and a half, 49. Um, so, that, that's that's where, I, that's where I'm at with this game right now. So, two th- I'm going to switch to the over, number one. I'm going to go over. Yeah. And then number two, I'm going to go Tampa's at 27 and a half team total. I'm going to go over that. I think they're going to get to 30. So. Yeah, I like I like them to get to over thirty, like at least yeah. over thirty and a half for sure. Yep. So you said it's right. at twenty seven and a half. Twenty seven and a half right now. Yep. Yeah, they're they're gonna the the Eagles just defensively don't they they're just not in the same realm right now as as a Brady offense and a Brady in, in this environment, man. Brady's been doing this shit for as long as I've been alive. So. Yep. All right. So. I'll give you an example right now. We'll, we'll, we'll do more of this with Jim, right? And Chad's really the expert, so he can check me on this. But when you, when you look at plus one, right? So plus one, what you're saying is, in this box, so we got triplets, right? We got three to, 
to the right, to the left. You got one, two, three, four, five blockers, six, seven, eight, nine. That's just a two by that's two by two, Josh. Two by two? Yeah, two by two. Two by two. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, two by two. You got your running back. So you have four, five, nine people blocking. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. You have nine blockers and eight defenders. This is New England. This is Josh Allen. So this is Jalen Hurts, right? This is your four, two, one, two, three, four, five, right? Defense you used yep. to run in college, right? Mm -hmm. Four, two, five. Four, two, five. Good job. Down line. Now he's standing up, so he can go wherever. So then when we talk about zone blitz, that is what Todd Bowles is going to do to Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts has to think like Josh Allen and say, okay, is he dropping back in coverage? And this guy's blitzing. Now look at his eyes, right? His eyes is in the backfield. So he could blitz. But he has a guy, maybe this guy crosses over or he chucks, whatever. So let's see what happens on this play. All right. Wait for Chad to come back. I'm back. All right. So let's watch what happens on this play. All right. So this is the first part of the play. Play action pass, which we hear about a lot from back in the day from Joe um, Madden. You got your play action pass. Let me go back there. So. Going back, look at his eyes are in the backfield. So I think they're making this dynamic call. He's coming. He's still making the call as a snap. This guy could rush. It looks like these guys are in coverage and this guy's coming. Then you have the play action pass. All right. So who bit for it, right? Nobody bit for his play action. He's got him. But remember, right? He's got him. He's got him. Who has Josh Allen? No one. So since no one has Josh Allen right here, that is your plus one. Is that right, Chad? Yep. Nobody's occupied. He's plus one. Nobody's looking at Allen. The quarterback makes three first down with his legs. He wins 75% of the time. Go back to throw. Boom. Nobody has Allen. Boom. Nobody has Allen. He's gone. Trying to catch him. Boom. This guy's blocking. So the fact that this guy is blocking, what does that say? Well, look back. This is a designed run for Josh Allen. All right. We'll look at it again. Play action. He knows he's not taking the ball. He's blocking. He's looking for who to block. This guy right here. See, he's laying that lane for him for Josh Allen. Josh Allen goes back. Josh Allen's quick. Chad worked out with him. Boom. He's gone. So we're in the red zone. So that's what Jalen Hurts needs to do to Tampa Bay, right? And, and I think that's why uh, Tampa Bay is going to have a shadow on Hurts the whole game. I, I don't right. think they're going to allow him to. I think they, they think the only way that, Because I always think, Chad, in the open field, you can shake somebody's shadow, right? Chad goes on over. But we'll get, we'll ask Jim, we'll talk to him, Jim, about people who shadow out in the open field. Usually I think the quarterback can shake that person. Yeah, I think, 
I think Tampa thinks the only way Philly's going to beat them this weekend is if Hertz runs crazy against them. And that's the only right. way I think they think that. So, right. Even in the second half, running after Hertz, it's going to be a problem in that heat. Yeah. Yep. That's the only chance Philadelphia really has. And then if their defense is, you know, because in the first half it was three and out, three and out, three and out, that Philly defense is going to be winded. Yeah. So that's the value of having Todd Bowles. All right, so that's plus one. We'll get into more of that on Friday. San Francisco plus three at Dallas. Uh, I forgot what game I, wa- I was watching or listening. Oh, yeah, it was Indianapolis and Jacksonville. And the sideline guy for Jacksonville says, wow, uh, you got to chill out, uh, Colts, because you guys are sweating. Right? Wow. Jacksonville is loose. San Francisco is going to be the loser f- football team here. I'm going to go San Francisco plus four, under 51. Way too many. This is the playoffs. McCarthy, salesmen think short term, businessmen think long term. McCarthy has won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. He's a Mike Holmgren guy. Uh, they want to keep things under wraps. Totally different than last week. San Francisco. Is going to have their running shoes on and run the ball on Dallas. Dallas is not going to have their four streamers in there all the time. They want to keep that defensive line fresh for the second half. And that's going to give Shanahan, master strategist, he's gotten two teams to the Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Daddy Shanahan won two Super Bowls. They know what to do in big games. Dallas is going to be tight. I don't trust C.D. Lamb. I think he's going to drop the ball, being wide open. I need they need to go to they need to go uh, to Toomer uh, early. But regardless, John Lynch is going to dial up something for Dak. So it's McCarthy against John Lynch. John Lynch was a Super Bowl with Gruden and Joe Barry and Martin Kiffin, and all them boys, Gus Bradley, formerly known as Casey Bradley. <laughs> Gus get him a job. Uh, so I'm dialing up your 49ers. So after a blowout and over, close game, tight game, and under, Garoppolo. Is Garoppolo going to toss it up in that zone? Right? I don't think they're going to give him a chance. Debo Samuels, that play I'm talking about with Jerry Judy and stuff, I'll dial that up for Friday, the play I'm talking about. Split that zone. Dallas is going to be in zone. Another prop. It's like a bowl game, right? Dan Quinn won a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll. He's interviewing for jobs. He, you know, he's seeing that. He's seeing um, Kirby Smart making $25 million in a game. He's already got his money because he's really got Dallas in a good spot. He did well. Where is he at in the interview process? And is he focused as we would like him to be going against not just anybody. We're talking about Shanahan, who got Matty Ice to the Super Bowl. And they got Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. So coaching advantage goes to John Lynch and Shanahan. And I'm dialing up. Your, I'm covering my ass, though. I'm going San Francisco plus four, under 41. What do you think about this game, Scott? So a couple of um, couple against the spread things. Dallas is 12-4-1 against the spread. When they are favored by three points or more, they are 10-4 against the spread. So that's that's them. 
The past four seasons in the playoffs, road teams are 15 and three against the spread. So that's that's the trend right right there. Right. I'm, look, I'm looking at more than what, what was that last stat, Scott? Road uh, teams are 15 and three the past four seasons in the playoffs against the spread. Wow. 15 and three. So San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Get to know well enough that that's what I think. <laughs> the dogs sometimes will hunt, especially this Monday night, those dogs are hunting. Right. So here's here's my thought with this game. Is is Zeke gonna be the Zeke of three years ago? Or is Zeke gonna be the Zeke of he's over the cliff and on the on the wrong side of the cliff? So we go back to Jim's notes, and I'll go back to those notes again. He thinks that the 49ers are going to – the defense for Dallas over-pursues a lot, so he thinks the 49ers are going to run a lot of cutback stuff to to get some holes. So, Um, yeah, uh, so Jim and I are in agreement. San Francisco is going to be able to run the ball on Dallas. Yep, yep, I believe so. I believe so. you know, and I think Debo's going to be a big part of that. I think Debo's going to get get a few more runs than you know he's going to get eight to t- twelve runs in this game. I think uh, his athleticism is going to be a tough thing for Dallas to handle. The one team Dallas did not want to see in the playoffs they're seeing on Sunday is, is San Francisco. Yep. I think San Francisco is going to cover the spread. Um, the game is going to be on Dak's shoulders. And which Dak are we going to see? We're going to see the Washington Philly Dak. Or are we going to see the Dak that, that comes out and struggles a little bit? Um, that's to be seen. Um, and so good once he gets popped, he's a yeah. different guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pop you type of defense. Exactly. So I'm going to say San Francisco covers. I, I may pick them on the money line come our live stream on Saturday. I'm not sure. But I think the game is going to go under because I think San Francisco is going to do what you and Jim think they're going to do, which is run the ball a lot and and bleed the clock. So, oh, yeah. and I... He that he's not allowed to snap the ball with more than one or two seconds left on right, the clock. Right, right. So, I, I, I think San Francisco could win this game outright. I think they could shock them, but I'm not picking that as of right now. I'm taking them with the points, and I'm going, I'm going the under. I agree with what you and Jim are saying. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff San Francisco can do on offense, so... Hundred yeah. percent. What do you think, uh, Chad? Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys here. I think if you like San Francisco in this game, if you think San Francisco will have success running the ball, this game is an under game all the way. The only way this game could possibly get over is if San Francisco is having trouble running the ball, and now they get behind and they got to throw it. And both teams. Um, you know, it could possibly turn into that type of track. I, mean, I don't think either team wants to, wants it to go there. Um, so, yeah, I think the under here, I think 50 and a half is just too big of a number here. Um, yeah, and I, I think Sam. Remember, Dallas is a public team. People yeah. love it in Dallas. And, so and I, that I, live stream, uh, this will be Sunday live stream. We'll be live stream every night, every day. Yeah, that, that line's probably going to go up to four, four and a half. Um, so I, I mean, I just, I, I like San Francisco. I think if they have success running the ball, that they will win this game outright. Um, you know, Dallas has kind of been that team. You know, last few years they've been a first round, you know, first round of the playoff, been bounced out. You know, they haven't had a deep playoff run. It's kind of been their mo. Um, you know, for for the last few years since they've kind of been, you know, been decent. Um, you know, winning that division. 
for the last, you know, few years. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is prime. I'm going to take 80. I'm going to put uh, 20% of my unit would be on San Francisco on the money line. Um, 80% of my <laughs> unit, right? So if you're betting a hundred bucks, uh, 80 right. bucks, San Francisco plus four, and then uh, 20 bucks on the money line. So that's how I'm approaching this one. I'm going to sprinkle the money line here, take San Francisco with the points and an under 50 and a half. San Francisco, San Francisco is the most dangerous team in the NFL playoffs this year. That's the yeah. team that's most dangerous right now. They're the, the if I had to pick one dog to win outright, right. this would this would be my pick right here on the board out of all six games. Hundred percent, guy who's done it before, Todd Kyle. Shanahan, Shanahan. Next game, I think it's going to be an Andy Reid special, public special. I think the public is going to drive this up to over 14 points. Uh, over under 46. Now, I think it might go higher. Depending on the weather, Kansas City, I'll look it up. Uh, but I like Super Bowl winning coach Mike Tomlin with this current team right now. He went into Buffalo first game of the season and beat uh, Josh Allen and McDermott. Uh, Andy knows he has an advantage here. They played a few weeks ago. It was a blowout. So someone like the zigzag. It's really hard to blow out a professional football team twice. It's really hard to blow out a Super Bowl winning coach with a lot of pride. And Tomlin took his head out on a limb. He's like, why aren't you asking Andy Reid about college, right? Now, I need, I'm need. i going to send this letter to Tomlin and say, hey, when they're saying college, man, you're, you're getting you, – you work for a cheap family-owned team, the Roonies. You're making $4 million a year. If you would have gone to USC, you would have been making $13 million. They would have, USC college would have tripled your salary. So this report, we're talking about money, Right. They were not talking about what was in your head at that time, which was, oh, these white coaches who won Super Bowls like uh, Andy Reid and Tom Payne. You didn't ask them about college. No, it's about money, man. It's not about anything else other than money. Keep Follow the money. Focus. But he threw it out there. So he, now he's going against Andy Reid in the playoffs, have blown him out once. Andy Reid just wants to win the game. He doesn't want to humiliate or embarrass anybody. He wants to be friends with everybody. So I see this as a uh, 21 to 10 game. So Kansas City will win this game 21 10. Uh, game's going under, and they will not cover uh, over 14 points. So that, that's where I'm going with that. What do you guys think? I'm going to Chiefs in this situation. I, I'm i not on Big Ben at all. I, I just He has regressed so much right now. He's not even throwing the ball five to ten yards past the line of scrimmage. Uh, it's different. He's, he's the last four games, he, he's his uh, YPA has gotten worse and worse, basically to the point where he's just throwing screen passes to his receivers and hoping they can make plays. That's not a recipe against Kansas City that's going to lead to a lot of success. 
So Kansas City, Spagnolo is base is probably basically in practice saying, okay, everybody up. They're only throwing the ball at the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to throw a ball deep to, to loosen us up. And I don't think Big Ben can do that right now. I think his arm is just gone. I think his shoulder and arm is just totally gone right now. Um, they are probably surprised they are in this playoff game. I think they basically said before the Cleveland game, Monday night in week 17, let's go out. Let's give Big Ben his last, last hurrah. Let's win this game for him. We'll go to Baltimore, see where it falls, and then the season is over. So I love the Chiefs in this situation. I think they're going to jump on Pittsburgh early. I don't think it's going to be a 36-10 game like last time. I, I'm looking more like a 28-10 to 10 type of game. Um, I think it is going to go under. I think it's going to probably be extremely cold in Kansas City. I think the ball is going to be hot as a rock like in Buffalo in the Patriots game. So I'm going Kansas City. I'm giving the points, and I'm going to go the under in this. That's what okay. That's okay, what so we have, yeah, we have – not a cult, right? The, everybody can have their own opinion of what they think, and it's good. It might change my mind. So in this – and this is, you know, breaking this tie, question I have for Chad and Jim. Old school, the way we grew up, Scott, with the Raiders – Al Davis saying, listen, you know what we're doing. You're going to stack the box. We don't care. You can't stop. And that's what Tom is going to tell whoever's running back is their offensive line. So describe for us, uh, Chad, because you went through this a little bit, right? You would have an advantage on the outside. You would tell your coaches, and your coaches would say, shut up, Chad. We're not doing the, the screen. We're going to let the defense dictate what we're going to do. They were, you know, okay. How about running against a stack box? That's nothing that Chance would never do, right? Because he's going to look at the front. He's got two plays in his head, and he's going to, to pick the right play. Yeah, I don't that's, that, and that's why. Play. And that's and why so I wish. Running against a stack box, how does that work? Because that's what they're going to do. That's what, that's what Tomlin from the Citadel toughness is going to be. I don't care if there are nine guys on the box. We're just going to smash, right? We're just going to go Mike Allstock style, and we're just going to smash mouth football. It's cold. Mahomes can't throw it anyways. Yeah. You know, Let's I, go. I'm surprised that Pittsburgh's not kind of running more RPO scheme with right. Ben because, like, he can make that They're short big. throw. So if they put that flat defender right. in a bind, you know, with the you know where he's just reading that flat defender to see if he's going to suck it right. on the run, he can throw that we'll, little five-yard we'll hitch to the we'll spot. Find, yeah, we'll find that film show Friday. We'll find that. Yeah. So I mean, it, you know, it's that. I mean, with that, with with that stack box, man, you run that RPO stuff. It really can line it up quick, you know. And I, I, I think if I think if they come out with an RPO type scheme, um, you know, because Ben can't push the ball down the field, but but you know, he's got a great mind. He can no. read, he can make reads and make the right read, you know. And and that RPO right. game is really tough for that that nickel backer that you know that nickel say you know that nickel cornerback that's in there that's you know you you're you're reading you're in zone you know you're reading run um you know right. just alignment especially with teams trying to stack the box you know throw that hitch a couple times on RPO that box is going to loosen up um it'll be interesting to see uh you know I don't I don't I don't know why you know the same thing with my brother at Oregon State you know that RP, he's run that RPO in high school at Middle Tennessee and in JUCO right, and he's, right. he's a mastermind he loves that RPO he has three options you know he gets to be right every time he can give it he can pull it hit the hitch he can pull it and run it he can pull it or, and he's got a pitch man 
on the outside, you know. Um, so, so you yeah, got, let's, let's look at the Buffalo. I'm seeing that game. This is Buffalo sort of running an RPO. So here, here's a uh, uh, Josh Allen. So bam, all right. So this is what uh, this is kind of a zone read. So it's kind of like an RPO. So he can what? Yeah, he can, he can, he run, can it. run it. He can give it, or it looks like he's got a flat route down there on the tight end, running to the flat. He can hit. Right. This guy's no, down. Down. Back. Yeah, that. Yeah, he. Yeah, he could throw that. Yeah, he can give it. Here. He could run it, or he can throw that flat you're on right now. Yeah, he's got four options. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what Big Ben will be able cover for us. Plus 14, 15 points. Whatever it balloons to before the game. Yeah, I will say running. though, if you if you agree with Scott in that Kansas City line, bet it now. Um, bet it now. Not, I'm thinking this game. I'm thinking. I'm thinking this game hits like right around 14. Um, right. Right. You know, so really, I, you know, th- this might be another one. You can snag the Chiefs at 12 and a half and get them 14 and get uh, Pittsburgh plus 14 and a half. I mean, a super nice middle. Um, you know, this. I, 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 and if I, if I'm handicapped, this game, I, I got Kansas city by 14. Um, you know, that's, the, I, I got them one in this one, you know, 27 to 13, you know, um, so right. 20, 27, I'm, like 13. I'm 24, 13. They beat them by 11 points. Stayed under four because it's 24, 14. They stopped big Ben, right? Because this guy in the big Ben game, this guy's going to be over here. Right. So this game's going to be playing in a, in a phone booth, right? It's gonna be played in a phone booth. This guy's actually here, right? Trying to take that that away and try to take this kind of stuff away. And you're just gonna to have to run against the interior lineman. So 24-13, seventh minutes in the fourth quarter, Pittsburgh gets stopped. They pawn it to Kansas City. Kansas City is not gonna to try to score again. Andy Reid is gonna run the ball to try to run out the clock. Get him over the spread. And the, the, I've been there many, many times in injuries cash for The thing with that, with that plan, the couple of points that I'll make. The thing with that plan is Pittsburgh's been awful against the run the last last four game, four or five games of the season. Been awful. Yeah. Okay, Cook Cook ran all over them against when right. they played Minnesota. You know, teams have been running all over them the last four or five games. And the, the guy that's the most important player in this game is Najee Harris. He has got to loosen that defense up for Kansas City, for Pittsburgh, yeah. to enable Ben to take some shots, maybe uh, intermediate shots. Because yeah, Deontay Johnson against Cleveland, eight catches for 31 yards. That, yeah, that's two-point-something yards per catch. And, that and, makes me nervous. Yeah, and Claypool, they're not even like – they know that that Ben is so challenged at getting him the ball down the field. They have to give him touches on fly sweeps yeah. and other things. They're making sure to get Claypool touches other ways because they can't get him the ball down the seams and down the field. Yeah, the touchdown he caught was basically a two-yard pass, and he, yeah. he just ran it into the end zone against Baltimore. So that he's not even looking to throw a 10- to 12-yard pass. He's looking to throw these – Three or four yard, either slants or quick, quick hits, and having the receiver well, make, make that game, that, Yeah, that game on Monday, right, where Alabama's just kicking those field goals. That's going to be Kansas City. Can't Andy Reid really love, especially with a talent advantage like this. He loves to kick field goals. He 
He just yeah, wants he, to get points. He just wants under. points. Yeah, he has, so the playoff situation it keeps under. Yeah. Um, I do remember that one playoff game where Kansas City did get cheated. They wanted Pittsburgh to win that game and set up uh, Pittsburgh and New England in the championship game. That game was what, 16-14? So, yeah, something like that. Right. Something but like they that. had a penalty on Kelsey. There was a phantom call. That was obviously they wanted Pittsburgh to win. But it was 16-14. That's the type of game I see for all the marbles. And Tomlin had a team to win into Buffalo to beat Buffalo. All right. So the last game we're going to look up until Friday night. We'll get more in depth. We got a couple of ties to break, right? Two ties. Uh, Jim will break with Chad. Chad and Jim will collaborate to break the tie. Uh, Monday night, man. This is the first time they're doing it. So NFL's in transition. Transitions are always traumatic, especially somebody like me who's a creature of habit. So now. Um, I have to tell clients to keep things um, under wraps until a half hour before kickoff. <laughs> uh, Arizona plus four against the Rams. It opened at 50. Bet it now. I like that under a lot. You mean that under? Because the air raid being ball control, both air raid teams and uh, Arizona's learned its lesson, so they, they're bringing in a tight end. And uh, Jim and I, Chad and Scott, we're going to go over 22 personnel on Friday because Kansas City's an air raid team. This is Andy Reid, right? Once you get in between the 20s, which the air raid has a problem, you're going to have to bring in a fullback and a tight end and play 22 personnel. I'll see what Chad thinks about all that. But that's what I feel. If I was coaching, that's what I would do, and that's what Andy Reid does. He'll bring in a couple tight ends. One of them is going to be in a slot like Kelsey, but Kelsey can block too. The other guy can go out on a pattern and smash it in against you because the air raid inside the 20s has a hard time. That's the other thing about that Vegas game being under. The worst team in the NFL in the red zone are the Las Vegas Raiders. Even though they run the ball well, they're the worst so that means that Olsen does not – and Gruden didn't give them to him. Gruden's like, F you, man. I'm not giving you my red zone plays. <laughs> so it's just been Olsen's red zone plays. They haven't worked, right? That works to the under over there in that Cincinnati game. Same thing for Arizona. They're one of the worst teams in between the 20s. It's one of those to know and not to do is not to know. So Clinkberry hasn't figured out, even though he has his tight ends and hurts, and can bring in a fullback to help Connor out. Get some space, jumbo formation. He hasn't figured out how to score in the 20s. But he did beat these guys once. But it's a so far. So I know the Rams are going to win. So we're going to go Rams money line under 50. And the jury's out on Arizona plus four. What do you guys think? I was all set to pick Arizona because of their road success. And then the NFL goes and sticks this on Monday night. So. Super Bowl right now is at SoFi, scheduled to be at SoFi. The Rams was play. The Super Bowl last year? Super Bowl last year was at Tampa Bay. It was the Super Bowl. Who won it? Yeah. Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Is yeah. LA going to win the Super Bowl in LA? 
I, I don't know if Matt Stafford's going to allow them to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if Matt Stafford's going to allow them to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, he's not making it look good. He's like, man, you got to make it look good. Yeah, he's he's struggling to the finish line here. So hopefully, them getting in the playoffs will, will give him a jolt of uh, of energy here to to make some right plays and make some uh, make some key passes. Well, they're undefeated on the road, right? It's eight and one on the road. Eight and one on the road. So that that's why I was sitting to pick Arizona. If this was a, a normal Sunday four o'clock game instead of a Monday night game, because you it's clear what the NFL is trying to do here. They're trying what to are get. The Ref assignments for the playoffs. <laughs> right. If you look at if you look at the Rams' path to a championship game, it's Monday night, SoFi against Arizona. They win this game. More than likely, it's a date with Tom Brady in the next round at SoFi. Right. So, um, the Rams. That's almost that's almost twenty five percent of the bankroll on. Uh, uh, the Rams money line. Yeah, I I just think that McVay will do enough, mix the run and pass. I think Stafford will throw a little bit less this week than he has in the past because I think McVay wants to to curtail the the, the interception mistakes that Stafford makes. They were up big against San Francisco and they allowed him to come back and win oh. the game. Oh Jesus! All right. Yeah. So, so I, I looked I, up Clay Martin, the the referee, right? Yeah. The referee for this game is Clay Martin. He looks like a kiss ass corporate guy, and he makes uh makes ninety thousand dollars as a high school administrator. So for me to bribe him, I would just have to pay him about what a couple hundred grand. Call yeah, he, this suddenly the way I want him to call this. He, he has his marching orders in, in already in line from, <laughs> from the NFL and Goodell. They've told him the Rams are winning this game no matter what. So I, I'm going to take the Rams probably <laughs> by a touchdown, and I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take the I'm going to say go slightly over. I, I think right. the past two the past two games with these two teams, uh, 57 and 53 points lead me to believe this is going over. In, in an indoor controlled a- environment. So right. I think the Rams are going to win. The Rams cover the spread, and I think it goes over. Good old Clay Martin. So that's another dispute, right? So I'm, I'm going under. You're going over. What, what plus, do you think? Uh, plus, before uh, Chad goes, when you think about it, first ever Monday night playoff game, the NFL wants a high-scoring game. In this in this situation, they do not want a defensive struggle. That's a, that's think, a good that's a good point. It's a it's a prime time all alone by itself game that we've never had before. That is a great point. Yeah. yeah. So I think the NFL has told the referees make sure this this game is very high scoring, and it goes over the total. So it's going to go high fifties, low sixties, probably. Yeah. I. You know, I look at the playoffs. How many playoff games has been that high high scoring? Right, go ahead, Chad. What what do you you guys are both what's your guys' sides pick here? You guys are going with the Cardinals and Rams. No, I'm going to Rams. I'm going to Rams. And and it's it's at four. The game is it's no, no the spread. You're taking you got Rams. Oh, minus the spread's four. at four. The spread's four. at four. four. And and what are you going, Josh? Sidewise. Sidewise, 
I haven't decided, but I'm thinking Monday night, right? We gotta get people back to work, man. Omicron, people calling in sick. We gotta create a blowout. So the Rams, 28 nothing, halftime. Come back, Arizona scores 10 points, 38 total points. Rams uh, cover in that scenario. So right now I'm doing a hard lean. So right now I put a thousand dollars on Rams money line, and right now I'm leaning towards a thousand dollars Rams minus four, a thousand dollars under whatever it balloons to, because I think it's going to be higher than fifty-two, which is the key number. So I'm going to go under whatever it balloons to, which I'm thinking might be fifty-two, fifty-three. Now, if everybody's thinking the way Scott is, which I hope they are, then it'll go up to 60, right, or whatever. So if you get something crazy like that, it'll be an easy under for me because this is the playoffs, and people kind of understand that people play in the playoffs a little bit more conservative. In Arizona, is a joke. And per income in Arizona, is like maybe 23000 24000 Per capita income in L.A. is $100,000. So the per capita income in Los Angeles is almost 10 times what it is in Arizona. Arizona already, the Bidwell family already has a stadium. Low, 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 low travel costs for this game, right? Because it's just around the corner. Some of the guys live in LA. Some Arizona guys are already in LA at their house. And you're going to meet them at, at the game. Right. And, and, I, and I'll give I'll give you another point to this. What does the NFL want in week two of the playoffs? Brady in SoFi against the Rams. What are the ratings for that game? And Brady at the house in Malibu. Aren't the Bucks the two seed? No, the Bucks are the three seed. The Rams. Oh, really? oh wait a minute. No, the Bucks are the two seed. That's right. Yeah, they're going. The yeah, they're going to Tampa. They're going to Tampa. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the Rams at Tampa. Yeah, yeah you the Rams know, I, at Tampa. On this game right now, I I, I don't really I I'm gonna wait and, and definitely see where these lines go and get more research in. I have a strong lean to the Rams minus four. I think the Rams will win this game by a touchdown. Um, the total though, I I I'm I'm gonna I'm going back and forth. I think Scott has a great point with it being a prime time Monday game by itself. I definitely right. think that's something to consider. You know. The familiarity of playing for a third time, um, you know, makes me think under, but but maybe with offensive coaches, maybe that means, oh, you know, maybe with a McDermott and a Belichick, that means under, but maybe with a McVeigh and a Klingsbury, that means over, yeah. right? Um, because they have but that familiarity. Klingsbury doesn't have the – I would agree with you. If DeAndre Hopkins was walking through the door – Right, uh, yeah. if AJ Green wasn't crazy, <laughs> if I've seen them now, they hadn't been going two things, right? Murray has to run in this game, unless it's no, no fixed. Doubt. No, and got they got a medal from Goodell. Murray has to have his running shoes on, yeah. Number yeah. two, they haven't been going exact hurts as much as I would thought because, uh. It's a mismatch out there in the slot, right? Jimmy Graham style with Zach Kurtz and stuff like that. Yeah. They haven't been going to him, right? So the best defensive line in the NFL 
is in Arizona. Vance Joseph wants some of that Kirby Smart money. Right? Vance Joseph is a very, very good defensive coordinator. Clingsbury wants to keep that Vance Joseph defense fresh. So he's going to use the air raid for ball control, not trying to score. So that's what's going to keep this game on there. And then McVeigh is McVeigh. Who's McVeigh? Let's, we'll go back to corporate governance here. Who is McVeigh's uh, lineage? Their daddy, if you will, right? So that, that's what really was going to keep the Cincinnati game under. All right. Because McVeigh comes from Andy Reid. Same thing the last game. That's why we can pick these games and have such high level of success because it's the same game. The same game plan he has for Pittsburgh is the same game plan he's going to have for Vance Joseph in Arizona. Same game plan he's going to have for Mr. Quinn in Seattle. Same stuff, right? Same defense, Mr. McDermott over there, Buffalo against Billy Belichick, right? Yeah, so I, I guess yeah, I'll, I'll close with a, with a strong lean to the Rams minus four. And I'm going right. to, I think this line is going to go up. So, you know, if we get on the north side of 50, I'm, I'm going to look to come back to the under. That's, that's where I'm at right now with this game. Right. Not saying I won't change my thinking, but that's lean to the under and the Rams is where I'm at with this one right now. Right. And it's, and it's gone down half a point. So, yeah, like Chad said. Get it now. Get it now. Get it now. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Yeah. Get it like, now. If you like the over, definitely bet it now. Yeah. All right. So, feel very excited about this. I love going through this process because my mind has changed on some things, solidified some others. And then Friday, we'll come back and Chad and Jim will huddle up and come in with some tiebreakers. Um, I saw one play of the Pac-12 game, and I, and I told these guys exactly the way it was going to go. So I have some witnesses here. Um, let me see. On the Twitter, we'll have four Pac-12 games that will give you the winners to break down as we are now on a Pac-12 roll. At least I am. Yeah. Chat is I, I went I went seven and one today in college hoops. Seven and one. Had a day. So Friday – might give them some uh, MEAC or the uh, MAC games. Yeah. You got Manhattan been... and Iona. We'll give you the Manhattan. No, it's going to be too late. So we'll give you some Saturday games. Maybe there's some Pac-12 Saturday games. Yeah, I'm, lo we'll I'm looking at I Iona in that spot. That looks like a – I haven't really researched it too much yet, but that, that caught my eye. I Iona's at home, I believe, right? Right. I gave you guys my uh, – see my Seattle story. Uh, <laughs> Patino and Sebastiano love each other. Uh, or at least, yeah, they love each other. Like the movie off. Uh, on Friday, we'll give you one, two, three, four, five, six Pac-12 games. And the money is just as green on these Saturday Pac-12 games as they are in the playoff games. So I'm going to bet them equal amounts. I encourage you to do so as well. Guys, final thoughts before we uh, complete everything. And uh, I'll put a schedule up on Twitter and on the website. I'll do it right now to finish. Anna permitting or when I get up in the morning. But it looks like uh, Friday night, 
Jim was going to break the ties and give us more information. Uh, live stream half hour before uh, the first game, right? To go online changes. And then in between the games, we might come back uh, for live stream pretty much every day, pretty much Saturday, Sunday, and now Monday for that balloon line. Because I really think uh, the Rams minus four, get that now, because that you know, that's going to balloon a little bit. And then that under 50, if you like the over in that game, bet it now, because that might balloon past 52, which is the key number. We'll be giving you Cal's basketball. Uh, I'll focus on the Pac-12, WCC, and Big West. And Chad's going to give you everything else. Chad, we'll <laughs> give you the whole board. The Southland's uh, FCS Division II. Conference. I got you on yeah, it. The Southland, the Horizon uh, League, and Missouri Valley, baby. Those are my three. Yeah, I'm not above it. When uh, uh, Steph- Stephen B. Austin was uh, plus 41 against Duke uh, last year, I, I guess I'm Austin because I didn't have a team. Stephen Austin actually beat Duke. Yeah, uh, there was no money line yeah. pick for that, but who's, the plus who's, following, who's following Idaho? I'll be I'll be on Mountain West. I did I, I had UNLV minus six last night. They killed them, but I'll be on Mountain West. I don't know about Mountain Idaho. West. I, I'm usually Mountain West, but I've I want to hear this Mountain West. I want to hear the scouting report on Idaho. <laughs> well, when do they play next? I'll watch them against Idaho State. I just looked it up. They play tomorrow. When is it the big guy? Friday or big... Saturday. The big, big sky, sky, yeah, it's big sky. Yeah, I haven't watched any big sky yet. Yeah, big I don't. Sky, that's a little out of my range too. There's just too many. Just, just passes yeah. it around, and they, they can hit the threes like whatever. And when um, Steve Austin was the coach, it was plus thirty. They covered. Give it to yeah, Dylan. Almost won the game. Give Give the big sky to Dylan. Tell him he's got to look at the big sky. See what I will say. <laughs> The, the SEC. So we, the, we keep them on the East Coast. We give them the Patriot League. Actually, the Patriot League is closer to where you're at. Yeah, it is. From Northeastern. What do they? Yeah, what do they call the 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 conference Iona's in? They call that the Metro Atlantic. Metro M A M A A C. I think. M- oh yeah, M A A C, not the Mac. Right, the right, Mac. Yeah, not the Mac. Right, we'll close the podcast with Winston Churchill. <laughs> you make a living from your labor, but you're making life from what you live. Uh, from what you give, we'll be back on Friday. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like us? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Thank you for joining the ESBC podcast, which the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. The reason I say that is to be authentic and transparent. You have so many people lying to you. You have the big lie, you know, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and politicians. I'm doing this for you. Politicians say, I'm doing this. For you, I'm doing this for the people. No, you're doing it for the kickbacks. You're doing it for the campaign contributions. You're doing it for the money. And that's what we do here. We do it for the money. However, 
We teach you business and financial concepts so you do not get killed in your 401k. You don't get killed by inflation. You don't get cheated on business deals. You know what's going on. And, right, we give you picks at a high percentage better than what you can pay for. That's why this one don't cost $800, and that costs $200. And I don't know what that costs, I'm just shitting the work. That's why...